They launched back in 2014, really got their first revenue in 2015, couple hundred grand. 2016, obviously, they've grown significantly. To date, we know they're at least they're serving at least uh, in the low hundreds of customers, call it 300, paying at a minimum, call it a thousand bucks per month, or about a ten thousand dollar ACV for doing at, at a minimum again 300 grand per month, or well over three million dollar annual run rate, potentially significantly higher. Tomer's being very modest, I feel like, but a lot of success, 80% gross margin. Again, helping these really CTOs and and technical teams understand and, and and get a better grasp of how to manage their different logs and what and the processes they run around all those log files. This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. This is episode 748. Coming up tomorrow morning, Gavin joins us. He's making $9.6 million off those horrible airport Wi-Fi connections. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Well, you won't believe how he's making money. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Tomer Levy. He's the CEO and co-founder of a company called Logs.io. Before founding this company, he co-founded what, what and was the CTO of another company called Antigua, a company that developed innovative Docker-like containers designed for large enterprises. Prior to Antigua, Tomer spent six years at Checkpoint, where he led its intrusion prevention system, or IPS product, from concept to market, generating $100 million in revenue in, in the second uh, year alone. Tomer was an MBA from Tel Aviv University and, had, and has a BA in computer science and is an enthusiastic kite surfer. Tomer, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, I am. All right, very good. So let's just jump right into here to logs.io, your current company. What does it do and what's your revenue model? Sure, we're a log analytics company. Uh, we help uh, customers like Dyn, Turner Media, uh, British Airways analyze data generated from machines. If you think about it, every machine in your room, from your computer to your mobile phone to even your house, generates has software that generates logs. Uh, we help companies analyze this log data and basically uh, reduce the time it takes to solve problems in their uh, web servers, in their databases. Uh, this is kind of the main uh, the main uh, product that we offer. Uh, our business, uh, as you ask, is uh, is basically selling uh, software as a service to yep. analyze this data. Yep. And are you so, so? Are you selling like to IT folks or CTOs at companies? Yes, usually it would be uh, SRE, DevOps, IT operations. This is, I would say, most of our customers. Uh, about a quarter of our customers are actually security teams that also need to monitor log files, monitor log events, and kind of correlate uh, to understand threats and attacks. And what would you say on average, just so we can get a sense of kind of deal size here, what's the average customer paying you, either per month or per year, whatever's easiest for you? As you get this answer, often it's complicated. It starts yep. with, a, with, a, with, a, with the, I would say, the self-service tier, which usually people buy online, paying a few hundred bucks a month. That would be a few thousand dollars a year. And on top of it, we have two main cohorts. One of them is the SMB. Usually would pay about 10K, 10 to 15K a year uh, for the product. Uh, and on top of it, we have uh, what we call SME, small, medium enterprise, uh, would usually pay 50K uh, per year, um, 
minimum and then would go to a few hundred Ks for the for the high end enterprises. When you look at your sweet spot though, I mean, are, so is it fair to, I mean, we put a range on it, it's fair to say, you know, between 10 and, and, and 40K in annual contract value. I mean, is that, think about yeah. the last few deals you've closed, they've kind of been in that range. Yes, okay. yeah, I, I would say, I would say as we evolve, we're a very young company. So How old are you? When did you launch the company? We launched it on uh, on 2014. We, we we launched the company. We launched the product in tw end of 2015. So we're about a year and a half in the market today. So yep. uh, if you look at the last 10 deals, probably around 40k. Yeah. And are you? Uh, is your process on those folks? You, you, it's, do you have an inside sales team there or no? Yes. So so. Uh, what we do very differently for most companies, at least in our space, is we focus on open source. So we're actually, uh, a large part of what we offer is actually uh, an open source platform called ELK, uh, ELK often used. So just to get, just for the sense, ELK has about, uh, about half a million downloads a month. What is it? So, I, like for a non-technical person, describe that to me. So, so think about it like uh, a, a set of libraries, you, you install them on a server and they basically take all the data, any data you have, it can be web application, it could be data about a credit card swiping, your e-commerce, it doesn't matter, you put it into this one bucket and what Elk allows you to do is it's basically visualize the data and understand what's important in it. What we do is we offer that in the cloud with more capabilities. Uh, so I'm going back to your question about um, um, kind of the way our business works is, is it's really based on the open source community. So we seek uh, uh, today many companies, you know, thousands of new companies sign up to our platform every quarter and start the process, start to use the platform. And this is kind of the main driver to the business. And this is how they, we actually get our, our initial. Now, did, did you intentionally launch this open source project with the know-how know that one day you would use it as lead generation for a paid product so so unfortunately we're not the one who actually developed the open source from the beginning it was actually developed by uh, different folks and they uh, spend most of the time um, kind of investing in the core search engine this the elk is I would say a very strong search engine what we've built on top of the core open source we've built um, I would say an application, a solution for specifically for log management. So customers, instead of them trying to install, maintain, it's really hard. It takes a lot of time and effort. They uh, kind of get that as a SaaS from us in the cloud. Um, and, and unfortunately, we didn't invent that. So is, is, is a good way to think of Elk for a non-technical person? It's basically like Google search for all your log data. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Got it. And then what you're doing is making management of those logs easier, way more robust than just a search with your new platform. Exactly. So how do you make, so this is an interesting question because this is a growth channel that other people could use, kind of the open source to paid model. Yeah. But since you didn't create the open source software, like how do you make sure you're the one getting leads, right? When people go use that for free? Yeah, that's that's actually an interesting discussion, and 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 you see, we're not the only one doing something called open SaaS. It's open source as a SaaS. Who are some others? Uh, Just name one or two. Um, you, you can think about uh, you can think about Pantheon. They do uh, WordPress as a service. You can think about uh, you know the probably uh, Cloudera is, is kind of in this market, but they, it's more on-prem, Hortonworks, and others. So, and what's the label you gave them? What was it called? Open SaaS. Open, open source as a service. Open source yeah. as a service. Yes. Interesting, but it's free usually. I mean, it has to be free. 
if you sell it as a service, it's hard to do it for free. So oh. free tier. Think about GitHub, right? GitHub just offers the Git open source as a service. Obviously, GitHub offers more capabilities. If you're a developer, it's a great platform. In the same sense, we offer first the open source and then start to pile on more capabilities, uh, machine learning and some more advanced stuff. Uh, so, so yeah, that that's kind of in, in, in a nutshell. And the way we get leads and how do I make sure that we are dominant in that space is um, a lot of content. So we've been writing content before, just as we launched the company, we started writing content. Today, we would, uh, we're the number one contributor of content to the ELK community. So if you search Google for ELK or AWS, ELK in production, we're number one in Google in all of these searches. And we're contributing a lot to the community and also getting obviously uh, traction and leads from these uh, articles. So if someone else wanted to do this, what you would do is go find a relevant open source community, right, for whatever your product is, and make sure you're the one contributing the most free value to that community so that when someone wants to a more advanced version, they find you naturally. Exactly, and I would add one more thing, and this is very delicate for open source. The open source has to be good enough to get started, good enough, easy to get started and use it so it will have mass distribution, but it has to get to a point where it's hard to scale it, it's hard to make it production grade, and this is where commercial companies has a lot of, have a lot of leverage. Because otherwise people just keep making open source stuff exactly. or copy, yeah. Exactly. So where are you? how many customers are you serving today? So we have today about one in, in you know just again one and a half years in the market we have uh, about a thousand companies from eighty different countries which use Logdeo. Uh, a few hundred of them are paying customers. A few hundred of them are uh, free users of the, our. Okay. Our, I mean, call it like us. like three hundred paid something like that. I'll, I'll keep that one uh, private, but a few hundreds. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and then walk me through uh, kind of the story from a financial perspective. Did you decide to bootstrap this or have you raised capital? So um, we actually had we had to make a decision very early on. We raised money, uh, but we could have built a lifestyle business out of this company very easily uh, because we had traction day zero. Uh, we made a decision we want to build something big, uh, given our experience in the past. We already built companies, so we raised $24 million uh, in these uh, two and a half years. The last round was uh, in October. We raised $15.6 million. Of 2016? Yes. Got it. Got it. And what's team size to date? Or 70. Se seven zero. Seven zero. And you said, I always love this because I got in a huge debate on a show a few days ago of this guy that said, Nathan, we have 10,000 customers. And later on in the episode, I did the math and it didn't check out. And I said, what happened? He goes, oh, well, these aren't paying customers. And I'm like, well, what the hell is a customer if they're not paying? Like, call them a free trial, right? And he's like, no, we like to call them a customer because it's a it's a mode of thinking and it's how we should think. I said, you're, listen, you're full of shit, basically. These are free people. You haven't monetized this thing and it's not working. You, and he's like, you can't, you can't sell software up front. And I said, baloney. I know people that do it all the time. It sounds like you were profitable or you had traction on day one. Tell me about that traction. How did it happen? What was day one revenue? Uh, so, you know, when we, when we started the company, it was October, 2014, I think, uh, probably February, we were already had something up and running and we had five, you know, uh, brave companies who said, I'm going to work with us and for free or did they pay? No, we didn't charge them money. Okay, free. Just, okay. just kiss their hands for, for allowing us to to test the product. And then a few months, like a month later, we opened it up and said, okay, now you know maybe someone will sign up. It's not good enough. We were afraid. 
and then someone signed up and then another person signed up and you know we started to be five signups a, a day 10 signups a day uh, you know we get today many signups a day so I, I would say my, my advice even though your product is you know sorry for the language shit and it was <laughs> shit in the beginning you know open it up people will understand yep. you'll fix it you'll iterate fast and and we just we just jumped into it that's so smart what was first I guess 2014 was your first year right what was did you have any revenue in 2014 or no uh, no, zero. 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 What was yeah. first year revenue then in 2015? How how low? How embarrassing was it? Uh, so we launched the product in October 2015. Um, I think we were six figures at that point. Okay. So you broke so, of ARR. Okay. So you hit yeah. like what, like you know, nine, ten thousand bucks a month by December 2016. Yeah, I, I, I don't have the I don't have them like right now, but probably yeah, we had our first few customer probably uh, a few hundred k. Yep. 200, yeah, definitely. Uh, error. We like to count error because it sounds higher. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And for everyone listening, like uh, you guys know this because I talked to hundreds of SaaS CEOs, but ARR is just monthly recurring revenue multiplied by twelve, right? It's it's yeah. a it's a it's a run rate. You take your current month's revenue multiplied times twelve, and that's how you get two hundred grand or whatever you guys were at, uh, Tomer. Um, cool. And then, have you guys broke the million dollar run rate? Oh, of course. Of course. Okay. How? What can you share? How how big have you grown it? So I, I'm, unfortunately, I, I would love to share, but we made a decision, the company, not to share our numbers for competitive reasons. Who do you uh, compete we, with? We brought, that, we, brought that, we brought that a long time ago. Uh, who, who do you compete with? So uh, we actually compete mostly with engineers setting up their own open source. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's an interesting competition. Uh, on the commercial side, we compete with Elastic. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's an, an, an AWS. So AWS, Amazon Web Services, obviously a strong business in the market. And they offer, um, I would say, a simplified version of the open source. So they resolve some of the pain. Um, and we see ourselves as more of a premium product, which we're much more expensive. We're working more with, with larger companies to help them get a uh, kind of a more strategic solution. Mm-hmm. And what are the, is it, does a company like this, I imagine it's hosting heavy. I mean, do you, does your gross margin similar to other SaaS companies, like in the mid 80 range, or is it way lower or way higher? What, what's your gross margin? Uh, I, it's it's not way lower. It's it's about that, maybe a bit lower. We, we will be at a, at around that number, I hope next year. But it is a challenge, right? When you host and think about it, we're, we're a very young company. We have so much data. We have Amazon bill that goes to the millions. Mm-hmm. So just think about how much uh, the the constant effort of technology to make sure you're not just moving the money to Amazon is always a challenge for every SaaS company. Yeah. So just to be clear, you're you're paying you know between one and five million just a year just to Amazon for hosting. Absolutely. God, that's such a good business. Why don't we think of it? Damn it, I Jeff know, Bezos. I know. <laughs> so you're you're like you just said you're like maybe call it eighty percent gross margin now, but as you scale, that's improving slowly, and you expect to be mid mid eighties later this year. Well, we're we're, we're going that path. Do you focus yes. on that, or you're not really? That's not something you really care about. It's always a challenge, right? You're in a management meeting or a board meeting, and you say, "Hey, I have two engineers extra. Where should I put them on a new feature to bring a new customer to grow the business?" Or should I bring them to reduce the cost? And it usually goes to not reduce the cost, but focus on growth and focus on expansion. And this is where we are 100% on that. So to your question, we're investing very little resources on reducing the cost. Yeah. Now, I'm going to I want to put a floor on this because um, honestly, look, a lot of times people like shiny objects. They like clickbaity headlines. They like to hear about numbers and success. So the floor you gave me was a couple hundred customers. I'll call it 300. And the minimum, you said, I mean, basically, you said on the low end, you're going to do 10 grand in ACV on, on, on one customer. 
customer. So if that's a thousand bucks per month, I'm just multiplying 300 times that to come out to 300 grand per month in revenue at a, at a, at a minimum. Is that fair to say that's a, that's a minimum? I, I expect you're probably doing significantly higher than that. Uh, we're doing high, we're doing significantly higher than that. Good. So. Well, there you guys have it. So, right, a lot of success there. He's built a minimum, but look, he, my gut tells me it's probably, uh, he won't confirm or deny this, but probably two, three, four, five times that, but he doesn't obviously want competitive folks understanding how that works. Tell me more, tell me more about the team. How did you, so you were 70 people, where are you guys based? So we're based in Tel Aviv, Israel, um, big part of the team uh, where we founded the company, we're Israelis, two, two Israeli founders. Uh, so R&D uh, in Israel, and now I'm actually talking to you from Boston, from our Boston office. So we have a growing team in Boston here, uh, and it's where the, most of the go-to-market go activity is here in Boston. And what about in a space like this, what's your, what's your gross, not net, but what's your gross monthly customer churn look like? I mean, is it high, low? Does people switch easy? So, so we, we, the way we look at it is if you look at the self-service, people who sign up on their own, they do something, it, this, this will have a higher churn rate. Give me an um, example. Like, what's high? Uh, it's still single digits yearly, like still less than 10% yearly. Okay. Uh, and, and on the once you pay, I would say, 10K a year, I would say very close to zero. Okay, got it. And then what? So maybe the right question to ask here. I'm trying to get a sense of of how you're using your your team. How many of them are salespeople, and how you use how you use them to acquire new customers. So what do you forecast? You're still young, but hypothetically, what do you forecast lifetime values on these customers so that you can back into, you know, how many salespeople can I put on them, and what can I put on paid marketing? Sure. So, so we're very much a land and expand business. We see, you know, year and a half, but we see the growth of existing accounts and, and the low churn. And it gives us the confidence that we should bring customers to where they feel comfortable coming. If they feel comfortable coming in with a small project for five or 10 or 20 K, that's, that's perfect for us. And if you're happy and usually you are happy, you will grow. So when we look at the, you know, how much, uh, do we want to invest in bringing a customer? Currently, it's extremely low. It's you know well way beyond the standard of the industry because we bring customers through content. Well, and yeah, but how many how many of the seventy people are sales and marketing? Uh, uh, marketing is a pretty big team. Like relatively, I, I would say probably eight or nine. Yeah, um, sales team is about ten. Okay. Um, most of the companies still R and D driven R and D focused product. So if you look though at a fully weighted CAC, meaning include the salaries of marketing and salespeople, don't just look at paid marketing spend. I mean, are you are you spending five grand to get one of these new customers? I'm talking by the way about not your self serve cohort. I'm talking about your 10k ACVs and higher kind of cohort. Um, yeah, I think we're, we're well way beyond um, uh, customer industry standard for the type of customers we bring. Usually you would see kind of the return period would be, I would say uh, 12 to 24 months for, okay. uh, for, for this kind of business. Uh, we're way well beyond uh, below these numbers. So we, we feel we have currently a very, very efficient uh, customer acquisition cost. Um, just to rephrase that, so your payback period, you're doing way better than getting it back in the first year. Yeah, it depends on the customer and the cohort. You know, it can be first year. Or, so, or uh, definitely yeah. by the second. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, definitely. And, got it. And that's just to be clear, guys, he's got two cohorts, a self-serve, which is its own animal, but everything above the self-serve cohort, your payback period, super healthy. Uh, you've got, you said eight salespeople and seven marketing people? Yes, something like that. Yep, yes. yep. Very cool. Um, what about uh, what about? I'm always curious about this. Are you doing anything on paid marketing at all right now, or is it all yeah. just content? 
Yes, we do. Um, and and actually, it's 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 a pretty um, um, it, it's easy to predict with 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 PPC, and and we see that you know we don't spend a lot of money. You know, a few thousand dollars a month. It's, like it's really small quantify numbers. that though for me, like five thousand. Yeah, something maybe five to fifteen, depend on the month, depend on what you're trying to achieve. But relatively small number, small money, and it's and it's works well for us. Yep. And where are you doing that? I mean, are you just doing typical PPC kind of ads, or are you doing anything creative like a sponsorship at events or things like that? Oh, right. I didn't include events. Events were, were especially this year, we're massively investing in events. Uh, we have a team of uh, community evangelists, and what they do is they go to events, they talk about the industry, they talk about something people care about, and they and they basically get the get the get the name out get the word out that logzero is here um and this is kind of it's very hard to measure but this is one investment i think on the on the um obviously uh, paid campaign we do through google um how yeah, much will you spend on marketing stuff in 27 uh, sorry keynote on sponsorships at events in 2017 yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars okay less than a million yeah, probably, yeah definitely. okay got it Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This that database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're folding this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Many of you know I am buying companies that I really, really like, and there's no quicker way for me to get to the bottom of what is happening on that website than using this tool called nathanlatka.com forward slash hot jar, H-O-T-J-A-R. It basically will give me a recording, okay? When anybody lands on the website, it'll give me a recording of where the viewer is scrolling, and obviously does the basic stuff like heat maps too, but I learn so much about where the users are scrolling and clicking on my site using that tool. It helps me increase conversion rates, make more money and grow those businesses faster. And we'll have to see what happens with those businesses, but I'm buying them. I'm buying them very quick and I'm using nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar for all of my website analytics. You can too. I work with them. It's totally free. You can go to nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar. No credit card required. Again, use it as much as you want. nathanlaka.com forward slash hot jar. I'll see you there. Very good, Tomer. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, I would go for Ben Howe's The Hard Things About Hard Things. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? You, you got to look at Jeff Bezos, right? Yep. I, number four, or sorry, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have, like Acuity Scheduling? Yeah, I'm, I'm using Grammarly, being, you know, not, not native English speaker. It's great. Your English is great. Number number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, I would say six to seven. Okay. And what's your current situation? Married, single, do you have kids? I'm divorced with one girl. Okay. So this is oh, one little one. How, how young is she? She's 10. Oh, 10. Okay. And how old are you, Tomer? I am 39. Okay. Last question. Take us back 19 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that, you know, when I was 20, still today, I, you think that other people figured it out. But, you know, now I see more that no one actually, like very few people actually figured it out. And it's okay, everyone is struggling. Take it easy, you'll figure it out. And uh, yeah. There you guys have it from the Logs CEO and founder, Tomer. Take it easy. You will figure it out. They launched back in 2014. Really got their first revenue in 2015, a couple hundred grand. 2016, obviously, they've grown significantly. To date, we know they're at least they're serving at least uh, in the low hundreds of customers, call it 300, paying at a minimum, call it 1000 bucks per month or about a $10,000 ACV for doing at, at a minimum, again, 300 grand per month or well over $3 million annual run rate, potentially significantly higher. Tomer's being very modest, I feel like, but a lot of success. 80% gross margin. Again, helping these really CTOs and, and technical teams understand and, and, and get a better grasp of how to manage their different logs and, what, and the processes they run around all those log files. Tomer, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you. If you enjoyed Tomer today, go back and listen to Derek yesterday. He was a six-figure poker player who quit it all to launch his own agency. Crazy? 